spidey senses tingling. Ladies and gents, the return of Slimbo Slice, paper cake number 60, coming at your face. Welcome to the Paper Cake Podcast. Papercake.com. You seen this? Heard about this? It's a what's on the whip. Uh, it's a podcast. We talk about industry news, the books we're reading, and we do a book club. We all read together. Terry Moore. Terry Moore's. Echo. Clap. Clap. Uh, and then we read your letters live to close out the show. Thanks for coming back to the show. New listeners, welcome to the greatest day of your life ever. Bar none. It doesn't get any better than what you're about to listen to. Marriage, children, nope, not even close. Your life is worthless. Uh, let's go around the room. Uh, to my left, he's a podcast celeb. He's a bad boy. He's a newsman. Uh, he used to write about web comics. Pixel Keg, we called it on the website. It's a good time. Back when the website wasn't covered with dust. <laughs> Dale underscore A, welcome back. It's uh, good to be back. Thank you for uh, uh, get us getting together once again. It's a pleasure. 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 Uh, to my right, he is... The Joan Rivers of podcasts appearing sometime soon on any podcast that will have him as a guest, free of charge. He's a writer, never been published by choice. Don't don't poop where you eat, Jonesy. Uh, Jonesy loves appearing on your podcast. Welcome back. Thank you. It's nice to be back in the irritable bowels of New Jersey. Is it nice to be back in New Jersey? Uh, I say it for the politeness of saying it, rather than the actual feeling. We have, uh, inarguably, the biggest show we've ever done tonight. Number six zero. That's right. Sixty episodes. Is that like a sextennial or something? It's like some sort of anniversary paper, diamond anniversary. I don't know. We get a plaque. Five more years and we get podcast social security. (laughs) That's right. It's in the mail. We shop at the Kmart every Tuesday for a discount. Take that, Obama. What? Take your lib politico out of here. Okay? Obama. Just kidding. Mitt Romney. I'm uh, apolitical. I think that means you're down the middle and you don't have an opinion, right? I think so. It sounds like we it. just lost all the listeners. I'm sorry. I love Obama. Let's get back on comics. I love Romney and Obama together. Obama. Okay, that's offensive. Let's just get let's write this. Thing. <laughs> sorry, was that? Let's write the ship. We're running out of time already. Yeah. Uh, first segment of the show, we like to talk about industry news. You know, we want to talk about one hot button topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you got for us, Dan Rather of Comic News? I have uh, something of particular interest to myself. Jonesy might uh, appreciate this. Condoms. Don't use them. I, yeah, I, mean, I ride bareback all the way. <laughs> uh, scotch. <laughs> Let's talk scotch. Let's talk oh, scotch. All right. More importantly, Thor scotch. Are you trolling me right now? From Two the, of my favorite things. From the Orkney Islands comes the Nordic-themed... Thor Scotch. From it's part of the Valhalla collection <laughs> of Hall Island Parks whiskey. That Scotch is a mouthful. Uh, is it available in the U.S.? It is. Uh, it is a sixteen-year-old Scotch limited to twenty-three thousand like bottles worldwide. 
Suggested retail price one hundred and ninety nine dollars. I will, will not be getting the scotch. Let's. We should maybe see if we could. You want to split it? I would. I would do that absolutely. What? I how just got. Tingles. How much is a good price for a scotch? I have no idea. Uh, depends on your taste. I like a good bottle of Glenmorangie about right. forty dollars. Okay. You just got to tell me the price. Fifty, you don't sixty dollars. Forty to sixty. Yes. yes, that's a good bottle. Scotch. You drink that warm? You drink it cold? What's the story on scotch? Uh, I prefer scotch at room temp. Room temperature, yeah. Room temperature scotch. Some people like one or two cubes of ice, but... How about sugar? You put sugar in scotch? No. Sugar cubes? Who's absinthe, Slim? I mean, what's going on here? Are you doing absinthe? That's illegal. Are we in Sweden right now? It's illegal if you get caught, Dale. Oh, okay. (laughs) Make a scotch. So what makes this Thor scotch? Do they, like, ring out... Some terrible comic books into the scotch as they put their feet through it. That's how you make scotch, isn't it? Uh, it's you know I think they're riding on the Avenger coattails. Yeah, it's a it's abhorrent. It's a, a Nordic theme. It's not it doesn't have anything to do with Marvel character Thor. Oh, um, never would they do that. But Jonesy <laughs> swilling. Um, let's just move along. All right, I will be enjoying the scotch with Jonesy. Sure, you guys uh, should do a podcast when you're drinking the scotch. Yeah, we can do that. You take care of all the details. Just give me the file when you're done. (laughs) The Wolverine. Oh, I'm listening now, my friend. Was just in that issue with Daredevil you know nothing about? You've heard about that? The Jones he spoiled last week for everybody that listened. I did not. Start shooting in August. Oh, God. Set in Japan, as we knew. I'll believe it is not when I see it. Why wouldn't you not believe it? Believe it? Hasn't you, this been teased? Nancy over here. I know. Teased on the Twitters this for is, a couple years. This, no, this isn't the dare, the Deadpool movie that Robert Rodriguez is making. Quote and Rob Liefeld has seen test footage. Quote and that he jays all over. Quote. Get out of here. I. This is the Wolverine, my friend. I am really, you know, as much as I am jaded, I'm really excited for this film to turn that four issue Wolverine mini into a film. Is like a lot of comic fans' wet dream. That's amazing. I can't wait for it. I don't care if the movie is total garbage. I want them to do a, a deleted scene, just saying that the first movie was fake memories implanted in his brain. What? That's all they I want. could. They should. It's like seen elsewhere up in here. Sure. You saying that you would buy the ultraviolet copy of this film? I would buy what? every copy that I could get my hands on if they uh, told the viewer that the first movie was fake memories. I would pay quadruple the price okay. for for all those items. I I bet you it'll happen. I don't I don't take that bet. Even right if now. it were a throwaway line where someone said, you know, everything you think you know isn't real, you think those memories are real. Writer like, oh, to the stars. I just Jonesy. I have to change my jeans right now. Just you know just saying? imagining that as a real scene. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's it's getting inappropriate in here. It's, <laughs> it is getting very inappropriate. Uh, the Wolverine. Yeah, I hope it follows the uh, the miniseries. You know, maybe Let's throw, hope so. throw a little spice. Let's hope so. A little spice. It'll be real nice. Speaking of Robert Rodriguez and doing his uh, thing, Sin City. You remember that old crappy do crappy do do? <laughs> Came out in like what nineteen ninety one? I brought it years up, ago. I brought it up a couple weeks ago when I almost got fired from the newsroom <laughs> because of it. It's got a release room. date set October fourth, twenty thirteen. Stay tuned for all you heart netters out there. I don't understand how this is even real life that we're living right now where Sin City 2 is getting greenlit. What? What is... What? Do you have any other properties that deserve a movie besides this? Get Commandy out there. Absolutely. Oh, how amazing would Commandy Last boy on Earth, get him on screen. Get a little young Brad Pitt. Make him CGI him into a young face. They made that movie already. Whatever. Just... Cycling clips for when he was that old man that was a kid. Or get a, a blonde woman with a square face. <laughs> there you go. Sue Storm. Sue Storm. Just get Jessica Alba back yeah. to play Cavani. Uh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, you guys hear about this? This obstacle course, The Walking Dead. <laughs> the Dead Walk in San Diego. I heard that Mrs. Beef tweeted quite a bit about that on the Twitter. You hear about this? The, uh, the Petco Park out there. Going to be changed into an obstacle course. How's this even gonna work? I want to go to it, but I just don't understand. You don't. You're, it's not. You don't get prizes. There's no time limits. You just go out there and walk around. And you know how many people are gonna be? The website was down. I clicked on the link five minutes after I posted. The website was down. Some people are gonna be ending in their zombie blood-covered <laughs> jeans. 
All right, it's serious <laughs> business. I picture a a some sort of tour, like an X Games, not an X Games tour, but like an American Idol tour. Mm. They will tour around the country with the walking dinosaurs, and they will turn arenas into obstacle courses so people can put on their half teeth coming out of their cheek makeup and be zombies for a day. People are nuts. And you can have 400 Rick Grimes cosplay going on. Yeah, with their stubs, spoiler. You know how creepy it would be if dudes cosplayed as the governor. Yeah. Right? That'd be kind of awkward. It'll happen. He's like, hey, ladies, I'm the governor. Get it? And then he meets up with Michonne, and then kind of gets even worse, you know. Yeah. And they, then they pose, awkward. Then they like pose at each other, and then the people right, the cameras so are like, "We're running oh, out yeah, of time." Yeah, yeah. Hold that pose, Michonne and the Governor. And they're like, "We're running yeah, out of time." Pose. And we're then every uh, comic-related uh, Twitter on not the even planet. Then, Dead, then Deadpool comes up out of nowhere, and he gets in the pose because they're like cosplaying right now. But they they have nothing to do with each other, but they pose together because they're cosplaying. And then somebody tweets, humble bragging, oh, I'm getting a lot of credit for this picture. I just took on uh, a lot of people referencing it. we got to move on. We're moving out of time. And we're running oh, out of time. Good Lord. Uh, let's get into the comic talk. What a new segment. Greatest new segment we've ever had. Thank you. The cosplay pretend Outside segment. of the Sin City talk. Yeah. Who wants to start it off? I want to hear from a <clears throat> uh, special little guy on the show. He's been uh, with us through the hard times. Um... When the show not looks me. like it might not make it, <laughs> which is today, right. da- Dale underscore A. It's uh, it's always good that I can be relied upon. You know, be a rock for this thing, Dale underscore Rock. Uh, you're probably gonna hate me though <laughs> when I bring up the Incredible Hulk episode issue seven point one. Can't believe this book is still out. A point one episode, Jason Aaron. Tattooed on my chest by my next door neighbor who only uses, uh, you know, sewing needle and Indian ink. That's what I'm talking about. Can I ask you a question right now? Why does this book need a point one? It's number seven. I should just be able to hop in there. Because maybe your LCS doesn't have issue one or, you know, it's marked up to six or seven dollars like they like to do. You know, and maybe, you know what? You're just not ready to deal with the first seven issues of this book. Seven point one. Set you off on the right foot. All right? 7.7, issue 7, it's a recap in issue 7.1. Banner sets off a gamma bomb with Hawk and Banner are in this, because they were separated at one time. Onslaught. Remember that? Yeah. No. No. I don't. Everyone else, this is going going to get you some some positive hate right now. Twitter hate, yeah. (laughs) Why? No one likes Onslaught? Or no one knows that we know? You're going to get looped in. Okay. Um, Yeah, boy. They were together... When the bomb went off. Banner's uh-huh. dead. Banner's ash. Ash is on the ground. Amanda Von Doom confirms it. Banner's dead. Hulk watches the concrete bunker of the radiated ashes of Banner get buried at sea. So what's Hulk going to do? Sow some royal oats? All right? He's going to go crazy. Uh-huh. He's been stressed out about this Banner cat for far too long. He tried living underground. Banner went after him. The Hulk is just ready to let loose. Shows up at a bar. Double visions. He said, give me beer. I want to taste this beer. He drinks so much of it, he's like, I now I know what this Wolverine fella's uh, talking about. <laughs> Tastes so damn good. Mm. Be good. He, uh, it's a whole montage scene of a couple pages where uh, Hulk is like sitting in the top of a volcano like a sauna. He's like sitting in the lava, <laughs> enjoy, like, just enjoying life. Uh-huh. He has like a, a, a huge great white shark on a spit roasting over a fire. He's sitting there uh, enjoying life. I mean, he's, it's a great... Half of it's probably half of the book where he's just kind of enjoying being a hawk. And guess who shows up towards the end? Can I guess? Yeah, Banner. Not be at the end, but right before the end. No, he doesn't show up. Red Hulk, Ugh. Betty. What's her name? She Betty Hulk? Spaghetti. Betty she Red Hulk. She Red Hulk. Betty shows up. And Hulk, Green Hulk, gets his little green. Get a little green in them. You know what I mean? You know? Does that make sense? <laughs> it doesn't, but I understand what you're saying. Hulk. Uh, a little red on him. Hulk, about that? <laughs> Hulk makes love. Hulk makes love. Oh, okay. That's Betty. what you meant. All right. And uh, it was all means to an end because Betty knew something. You know what I mean? Banners she was amorous? Somewhere. She was feeling amorous. Oh, yeah. 
And do uh, they have it? Like, were they in the volcano when this happened? No, they were on the. They were actually on the city street. Remember the uh, who was the guy in Astonishing uh, Wolverine and Spider Man? Banner with the big eye, the orb. Remember, he can goes I just into say this is the most surreal episode of Paper Game I've ever been involved in? No, I think his name is the Orb. It's oh, a big eyeball. I remember that character. Yeah, he's like some lame ass robbing a bank. Yeah, and he's like robbing a bank, and all his cronies are like stealing the eyeballs off the hostages. So Betty and Hulk are trying to like catch up on old times, and the Orb is like, I-, "I know you guys are here for me. I know I'm doing a bad thing," and they're like not even paying attention to him. He's just, and the Orb is just so bent out of shape because he just can't get a superhero to notice him. He's like, I know I got this bag full of eyes here. You're going to want to uh, take me down. And Hulk just like punches him once in his face and and takes the orb down. And then Hulk and uh, Betty, Red She-Hulk, lie by a car burning fire and uh, consummate their relationship. And uh, and then Banner shows up at the end. He bat- Green Hulk turns back into Banner. But, I, but it's a great issue. 7.1, now's the time, folks. Get on it. And uh, it's two ninety nine, which is a big break hmm. from the three ninety nine price point of the uh, normal book. You mentioning the orb reminded me of Josie. You reading Wolverine? I am the hundreds, three hundreds. Did they just reference dog in uh, not uh, no. not dog the um, his other brother? I don't think it's oh the one that uh, was tracking him. Yeah, no. What issue did I just see him in? I literally just... 303 or 304? Was it the last one of Aaron's run, or was right before Colin Bond dug over? Hang on up. Let me dig through it real quick, because I did read... I think it was 306. I can't... I don't know. Well, because you referencing the orb dude as uh, an old callback to Aaron. Because I know in the current Wolverine run, his long-lost brother showed up again. That showed up in that astonishing run. Because that's how... In that astonishing run that you mentioned, uh, Spider-Man entered like a world where Wolverine's brother was still looking for for him, and then mm-hmm. using their teleportation trickery, he got into our universe. Oh, well, okay. But we didn't hear back from him after that. No, it was just kind of teased. Two ninety nine for the Hulk, huh? Two ninety nine. I really recommend you pick it up for two ninety nine. It's a. It's actually a really good read, even if you don't read anymore. Who drew it? Um, this <clears throat> it's a it's a newcomer, I think, and uh, my only gripe is some of the Hulk pages are they look very Shrekish when they close up on his face. Yeep. Otherwise, it's okay. Uh, Hefte Paolo, never heard of the guy before. Chancy loves beer. What did you read this week? AVX, round four. You guys read this? Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy it? I'm enjoying. Starts off the right way comically with Wolverine chasing down a trail of beers left for him like a trail of breadcrumbs he's in the Antarctic has a gutted polar bear as a disguise that he's now humping on the back of him as he goes across the barren wasteland and it turns out that it's Hope leaving him this trail because she needs an ally she thinks if she goes off world gets a ship maybe she can stop the phoenix from devastating earth she thinks she can handle the phoenix. Cut to Cyclops and Ember Frost, his whiff. And he says, uh, you know, we need, we need to find Hope, get her out of harm's way. So in a really cool montage, Emma goes down to Cerebra and focuses on all the battles between Avengers and X-Men across the globe. You know, tries looking for her, can't find her, you know. Hope has got some new power mojo going on where she can kind of create a false psionic trail. Last battle she looks in on is the Savage Land where Cap's beating the S out of some folks with a shield as he's wont to do. And then Cap deserves it. Cap has a moment and says, hang on folks. We don't need to keep looking for Hope because I know where she's going to show up. They blink out. Hope and Wolverine get together again. About to, you know, get a ship, stop the Phoenix, right the wrongs. Hope has been betrayed. But by whom? The Avengers there stop her. And then one of the best cliffhangers in this series so far. It's going to get row, as Slim would say, 
in round five. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this uh, this Wolverine business in AVX. I'm torn, torn by it. Why? You don't think he's making a right call? I think it, I found it weird that he called Cap after Cap kicked him out of the. Queen I think gym. that was absolutely staged. You think he's he's triple crossing him? Mm-hmm. I think he's a triple agent. Here, here's where this is. I'm in Wolverine's head right now during ABX. Absolutely. I don't care what side I'm on because I know the horror of the Phoenix on Earth. It was the woman who I was absolutely in love with, and I know the devastation it can cause. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that it doesn't happen again to someone else whom I love. So be I, be a triple agent, stage a fight with Captain America. Do what you have to do to the people. Betray them if you have to, as long as you stop that Phoenix. So he wants to kill Hope, and then Cap says, you disobeyed a direct order. I can't trust you. You can't kill her. So he knocks him out of the Quinjet. And Hope rescues him, tricks him into thinking. He tricks her into thinking he's just going to change his mind and help her make one last-ditch effort. Mm Mm-hmm. So then he tells Cap, "Hey, she's over here. Why don't you come over and get her?" I don't. It's just like I don't like, think it was staged. It doesn't make so. any sense to me because, which I know it doesn't make any sense now, and I'll have to read because I want to know. I'll have to read the next issue of Warring the X Men to find out the thought process for that. I guess, although that one is a month behind. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. It so is. I don't know. It's like I still think there's more happening. This doesn't make any sense to me. I thought I thought it was a great issue, though. I'm totally sucked into this uh, event and all the tie-ins. Um, and the main the main uh, event was uh, great. I loved it. And the cliffhanger, spectacular. There was something else. Oh, the next phase of AVX is no more Avengers. Like the quote. Oh, because Scarlet so Witch hasn't it? even shown up yet in this in this um, series, true. and she was promoted yeah, she in. She showed up in AVX Zero. Yeah. Which doesn't That's really that doesn't series. count. I guess doesn't count. Right. Okay. AVX number one. All right, I'm a big dummy. Thank you. The because I think she plays a big part in maybe Act two or three. I can't remember how many acts there are. Maybe four, three acts, three, or four. I don't know. We're running out of time as well. But happening. after Shadowland and Fear itself, this event is a godsend in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Win win. Yeah. Manhattan projects. Hmm. Hickmania, it's happening in my heart. Issue two came out. Issue three. Oh man, I only read the first one. I'm behind. Um, it's uh, you know, they made the atom bomb back in the day. This is a real quick. This is a story of, you know, they did other stuff besides the atom bomb, stuff you didn't know about in this alternate version. The atom bomb was chump, chump change, chump change. Um. The coolest, like, I was reading this, and I was wondering if I wanted to stop reading this monthly and just buy it and read it when it's, like, uh, you know, when it's down the line. There was a finally a cool twist that I was interested in. It's the alternate reality where, uh, spoilers, fast forward 30 seconds. The alternate reality where FDR dies and Truman is uh, sworn in as president right before the call to drop the bomb happens. So the guy running the Manhattan Project's like the general in charge currently calls Truman and he's like, "Hey, we got this bomb ready. We didn't tell you about. FDR knew about it. So you got to make a decision right now. We got to drop it right now." And Truman's like, he says no like 30 Whoa. times. Whoa. Um meanwhile, FDR has died and his body is brought into the Manhattan Projects and they're performing these experiments on him. <laughs> so one of the experiment works, so now FDR is the first successful artificial intelligence in human history. Oh my god, that's amazing! So it's wild. So FDR, um, you read in like the preview for next month, it like lists the team at Manhattan Projects where FDR AI I think is going to lead the Manhattan Projects. Like he's, I guess he's going to be their new, he's going to play a huge role in it, obviously. But the general who was talking to Truman. He kept going like, what? I can't hear you. What are you saying? Are you saying yes? Are you saying affirmative? And Truman's like, no! <laughs> Terminate the mission. Do not drop the bomb. And the guy's just so eventually, eventually he like hangs up and they ask the general. He's like, what's the call, general? 
and I, I can't remember his exact quote, but it's like just like burn them down. So, <laughs> so I think they dropped the bomb anyway, even though Truman said no. So they do the cool this they do this cool roll call that Walking Dead used to do for the characters that are living and dead, which I wish they would keep doing or start again. Um, so it's all the team members of the Manhattan Projects, like Oppenheimer, Einstein, um, a lot of, like one of the German scientists. It's getting really good now. So what is it all? Is it going to take place in this alternate reality now, or is it? Yeah, this is this is the first. Well, the first really swerve was Oppenheimer was replaced by his evil twin brother. So there's yeah. like a psychotic yeah. Oppenheimer, which I love. Issue Great. one, yeah. yeah. So this is like the second. I mean, as far as I know, I'm not a history buff. Obviously, this is the second big swerve that has happened. Where no, it, dies. it's re- actually it was Oppenheimer's evil, evil brother. And we had, I wasn't sure if that was real. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't happened. sure if that was real. Sorry. Oh, yeah, right. so okay, so this is still taking place in the Manhattan Project's normal. There's no ultimate alternate reality inside. No, the Manhattan no, this Pro- is like this is, main is okay. just deviating. Some, yeah, some things okay. are, are deviations from current. That's, that's amazing. We got we got to keep going. That man's a genius. We got to keep going. We're running out of time. You're saying we got to do the fabled lightning round. Lightning round, two sentences or less of a book you read. You know, we're running out of tape. We have to move on. Podcast bad boy. Amazing Spider-Man Ends of the Earth, number one. Broken up into two different stories. You can read it for the Clevenger part. Is that it? So, okay. Wonder Woman, issue nine. I really hope all of you are still reading this title because it continues to be the best title besides Batman. Rebuttal. Cricket sounds. Cricket sounds. <laughs> great, great action-packed story Rebuttal. where. Wonder Woman is forced to marry Hades. Dot, 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 question mark? Saga. Mm. Numero Trace. We're living in comic history with Saga number three. Wow. Look at this guy. No, not all. I can feel it in my... Echo in there. <laughs> <laughs> Echo by Terry Moore. You heard of this guy? Are you in a book club? We are. Terry Moore, he did something called Strangers in Paradise. Did. Uh, not digital yet. Echo recently came into the digital front, you know, a new audience for, which I love. New audience is me. You know, I want to read Strangers in Paradise and Echo and... Um, that other one he did Rachel Rising Rachel Rising you know I don't have the ability to get that stuff so right. the digital release uh, for me fantastic Terry Moore I hear all about him but I, I haven't had the ability to get some books from him agreed Jonesy what's what's Echo all about so Echo starts off with the test phase of something called Project Phi like the Greek letter a young female pilot named Annie is testing out the flight capability of something called the beta suit. Through betrayal and the own test phase, the suit explodes and rains down like liquid mercury yeah, onto <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Onto, totally unscripted folks. Onto a young female photographer out in the desert Gets the remnants of the suit rained on her. And uh, she finds out that she is now wearing part of this beta suit. Mm. She goes through a journey trying to figure out what the suit can do. Who Who's behind the de- the development of the beta suit. And more importantly, how could she get it off? She teams up with Annie's you know, ex-boyfriend now because, you know, dead. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, is she? I don't know. Is she? Spoiler. It's, I didn't say for sure. So anyway, uh, I said the suit explored, Dale. It's not a spoiler. So the park ranger boyfriend teams up. I hate you. 
with the with the new bearer of the beta suit. I mean, I don't know if she's dead or not. I'm just throwing it out there. I haven't read ahead. <laughs> Derailed. Anyway, so uh, the end of this six issue first volume finds the two main characters on the road, on the run from those trying to recapture the suit and to find out its origins. The end. Echo. So you find out that there's one other person involved in the Moon Lake incident mm-hmm. where suit, beta suit has rained down upon a crazy old man and uh, who keeps muttering on about the end of the world. You know, he showed up in like issue two. Yeah. When he uh, banged on her van or her truck. I didn't know that the ER. until second read through. Yeah. Um, and he's all he- heck bent on uh, the end of the world. Possessing the powers of God, you know, bringing about, uh, you know, repentance and whatever else people say. I was going through the covers in the app trying to figure out, like, what issue or how soon does she get, like, all of the suit. But even, like, through issue 20, she still doesn't have. She just has the breastplate. The breastplate. And I was kind of surprised, but after reading the first, I guess it's five issues for the first volume, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's a methodical pace. You know, not a ton happens, really. Um, like, by issue, at the end of issue five, they're, like, on the run. And, like, I don't know, it just feels like other books, you could, uh, that could all happen in the first issue. But there's a lot to do with, like, her backstory, her life. She's mm-hmm. going through a divorce, kind of crappy divorce. Um, and just her trying to figure out, you know, this is actually happening to me. Like, what do I do? What would be the first step? Like, she goes to the hospital, and they turn her away because they think she, they're playing. She's playing a prank on them. She goes to her sister. She calls her ex-husband, and that's all. That's like the first five issues, and then mm-hmm. finally the last issue, she's on the run. Yeah, it's um, I I had some uh. I guess complaints about uh, I've never read anything other than Rachel Rising by Terry Moore before, and Me it's neither. the it's the same exact thing. There's no this is like super long form comic. This is an entire one. It's got to be like one story arc told over how many issues? I, I assume Strangers in Paradise is much the same. There's no self contained issue. There's no arc in the first volume. It is just the beginning of a story, and there's a clear continuation. And you, you're going to want to. I mean, I think you're going to want to keep reading to find out the more of it. But there's no like mini story in the bigger story. Mm-hmm. And I find, I guess that's just the way he writes, and uh, he has the ability. I mean, I guess by releasing all his own work through Abstract Studio, he's got no uh, higher powers telling him that he can't do something like that. Yeah, which is admirable, I think. But I, I started to get frustrated with Rachel Rising, and I kind of do with this too. If I was reading Echo Monthly, I would feel the same way. Like, why am I buying this monthly? Because I'm really getting no satisfaction or questions answered, like Lost or yeah. Morning Glory. Like in today's like uh, comic books, at the end of the first arc, like she'd be in the suit, like kicking ass, mm-hmm. probably like yeah. flying around with a jetpack. But it's like you're nowhere even close to that. At the end of this one, right? Which I'm kind of, kind of fine with, only because there's like 20 other issues out or 30 issues in the app, right? So you can catch up. Like I don't care as much because I can just go get the next issue if I wanted to, right? Whereas in Rachel Rising, yeah, you know, and Strangers in Paradise, how many comics is that? Like how many? 17 volumes or something? Some crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of books, but it's it's a very different pacing. I don't. I like the fact. I always like a story where we don't get to the logical conclusion. Like, um, I can't think of a specific example, but you know, let's take a story where a you know a knight goes to get a sword out of a stone to kill a dragon. Well, it turns out he can't pull the the sword, so he's got to figure out some other way for A to get to B. So I I love a story where, yeah, the logical leap is the suit rained on her. So the rest of it's going to show up, and she's going to just be some B.A. and just take care of business. But instead, you know, you take a left turn instead of a right, mm-hmm. and she's on the run. She's only got parts of it that she doesn't understand it. 
So you're not you're not taking the typical path. And I love that out of like a sci-fi fantasy story because you're always it feels like we always for, follow the formula of hero gets MacGuffin, defeats evil, lives happily ever after. So whenever they decide to turn that on their head, I, I, I always enjoy it much more because it feels like I'm getting something new or fresh. Mm-hmm. Even if the idea of Echo isn't necessarily, you know, super original, which, which it's not, but they take me in a different direction. I think it is. Well, you know, name five books similar. I can't name. I can't name one. <laughs> Slim, you win. You 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 won the ultimate name five. Thank you. Round. I wish I had a button at my disposal where I could do your yeah boy at like warp speed, <laughs> not but it's yet. not. It's not. We're not there. The technology isn't there. So I apologize to everyone yeah, listening. Boy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I completely agree with you though. I think it read so. It was so different it was so well read that the the story that he takes you on in the first volume i mean there's just so much more content that's not about the suit that the he i I found this in rachel rising but he seems to weave like great personal relationships with these characters and when i was talking about commandy last week there's really no sticking personality bite between characters but terry moore seems to kind of nail it where i mean uh i want to know more about the the divorce. Like, yeah. I don't remember what comic I've ever felt like that. Like, I want to know more about their backstory. Like, there's definite tension, and the husband wasn't getting something out of the marriage, and she, he felt completely uh, unloved at a certain point, and he wanted to get out of the relationship. Like, why would it matter so much that they were getting divorced? But it matters, and it takes up pages, and it takes up my heart. I mean, mm-hmm. it's they write. he writes such good dialogue between characters, and... They have like an air of how the way they carry themselves, and it doesn't change. Like the boyfriend, I forget what his name is, uh, the park ranger. Like he has an easygoing personality, and it's very, very uh, poignant in his dialogue with inter- and interaction with everybody. Um, he, and that's just a perfect example of how that's carried over in to every other character in the book. I mean, they all have different, distinct personalities. Like the uh, the suit guy who mm-hmm. works for the government that's trying to recover the suit. What's the woman's name? Is it Ivy? Do you remember the woman who yeah. flies in? Like there was just really four pages, maybe not even, of her with her daughter. Yeah, in the field and like the before she gets sec- called in secluded area. Mm-hmm. Like just that little bit. She, and she was like a mother. Some, she was yeah. motherly, and that gives you a little bit where you're interested more so in a character mm-hmm. than whereas you had, would have had nothing, and it's just a throwaway. I loved her same character. It was, I think, it was issue four. It was like a two or three page uh, sequence before they go on the run, where they find uh, her abandoned truck, and she's with that like rookie agent, and uh, she like comes out of the cab of the truck, and she's like, you know, she's going through a divorce, this, this, and this, and this is where we need to start looking. And he's like, oh, you know, immediately wants to talk down. Or is like, oh, you know, how'd you figure that out? And she kind of like takes him to school and's like, well, when you see this, it means it like totally oh, goes yeah. Sherlock Holmes on him. Mm-hmm. What a great facet to that character! And I was like, now I'm kind of rooting for her, even though I want the girl in the suit to make it out. And now I kind of like this woman to mm-hmm. to win. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, how she's, I mean, you, you, she he just happened to write her as like a starving because of her ex husband promised to pay the bills, but she's not signing the divorce papers, so he's not paying the bills, and she's like feeding her dog more than she's feeding herself like this whole aspect of the different side of you know you don't have to get into that in a, in a sci-fi kind of story but yeah. it totally works and terry moore is like the rights like no other as far as that goes because it's kind of long form and it kind of fleshes out these characters more than you could ever imagine in a sci-fi kind of story it's more of like a human mm-hmm. humanistic story if that's yeah. the word just the Twilight, or the, uh, I don't know where I was going that with the what? sci-fi element thrown in, just that's to give it, drop. just to give it a a, a path. Mm-hmm. But that's not really the story they're telling. Right. It's just something else to to move the the larger arc along. When it's really the story about the relationships between the, the people. Like you said, all this stuff about um about her divorce like rings very true. Like. It wasn't just like, you know, I hate you, I hate you, we're getting divorced. It was like, all right, she has a sister that lost her kid, so her sister is in, you know, a mental institution. 
So she withdraws from her husband to develop this. She feels like she's the only one left for her sister, so she ignores her husband. Mm -hmm. So the husband's like, all right, well, it's been a couple of years. I can't live without you in my life. We're not husband and wife anymore. Like, it's really heartbreaking stuff. Like, it's it makes you think and feel. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, my God. And also, there's an alien breastplate. But I haven't thought about that for 15 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. She's pretty much walking walking around with her shirt on. Yeah, yeah true. Go. That is true. Boned up. <laughs> I mean, Echo. Uh, I, 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 I completely enjoyed this book, and I can't wait to read more of it. Yeah, definitely a book I'll continue till its completion. I agree. Yeah, boy. <laughs> We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Dale, gonna read them to you. We get letters. We get letters. Paperkeg.com. If it's good, we might read it. Sean from North Carolina wrote in something good. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. I know I've gotten uh, on Paper Keg Podcast for not being more edgy in the past, but dang, if you all haven't been bringing it on a weekly basis, I do love every once in a while that there's a slip and an FRS bomb gets dropped. So for all the comic info you bring, the small bits of comedy, and for Slim getting better at speaking in full sentences, it was like William Shatner, but now it's more like Jeff Goldblum. I'll take Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> this form, this former Marine salutes you for a job well done. Wow. 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 You know, Marines love me. That's actually I, a fact. It's in their oath. That's kind of messed up because you should love Marines. We I love Marines. I tell you what, I salute Marines. We are honored. To Everyone have in armed services. Absolutely. Can you remind me to tell a story about Marines in the fireside? Oh, God. Please. It's actually oh, very God. touching. Is this going to make you look like a great patriot? No, not at all. For some reason. Nope. This guy's got a lightning club, uh, <laughs> <laughs> lightning club, uh, back. uncanny X-Force number 24. Coming off one of the worst storylines of this run, this issue comes correct. Don't F with Nightcrawler. P.S. Bring back You Just Been Underscored Sounder. Thank you, Sean. I love you. <laughs> Last word, Colombian. <laughs> he is right oh, on that yeah. X-Force Captain Britain stuff. Was he in Ugh. there? Oh, boy. Of the artist. What's his name? I don't know. That guy, once you realize an artist's quirk, you can't look at it the same ever again. That artist loved doing shots from the character's chin, three-quarter shot from the chin looking up. Mm. Every G-damned angle in that book is someone's chin, uh, underside of their chin. Go look. Go page through those issues again. Guy was experimenting to no end, and it was awful. I'm sorry. I just couldn't do it. Remender. Beast really gave him Captain Britain the old hitherto, though, in the, that Secret Avengers Yeah, issue. that was really good. That was a good speech. Really laid into him, Listen, which is great. Bro. He's like, no one, no, one, no wonder why nobody calls on you, because you're the worst, basically says. That's pretty good. Did you read that issue? Son? No, I didn't read it. Secret Avengers, it's really good. Is that the Renato Guedes one that yeah. you liked? That, the other thing I remembered, um, when we were talking about Wolverine earlier, and how each... Uh, you know, the Wolverine Rucka run ended with a, or it had a great Nightcrawler issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. The, the last issue of his run had a Nightcrawler issue. The last issue of Wolverine Weapon X had a Nightcrawler issue. Wow. There you go. It's kind of played out now. I hope, uh... No. No, Slim. It's true love. True love lasts <laughs> forever. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. We're, we're cursing more. Are we getting more edgy? Well, well Jonesy always Jonesy, yeah. Jonesy, loose cannon because he's a freaking you know podcast you know journeyman he thinks he can just curse all over the place <laughs> try to get him gigs yeah he's just all di- it's like basically one big audition tape it is an audition for tape other, for other podcasts he's like yeah, hey you want me to come on I'm from Paper Keg he's like I want you to listen to this episode I really let all my facets show I mean I drop <laughs> you, you want to listen to my reel yeah yeah I could do, I could play all parts. Right. I talked about mm-hmm. HR. I talked about unions in this scene. I can bring it all. 
I could do a professional podcast. You yeah. Know, so you remember when I helped you make fun of myself? That was great. <laughs> that was a great episode. Everybody's hiring you for that. Did we get any more letters this week? We got one from uh, Catcher. It's uh, really just giving some ideas for multiple formats that could be achieved in one day while not becoming less relevant over the month before the next episode. Should we preface this to new listeners <clears throat> that may not listen to yes. the alleged fireside that happens? Right. We talked about a new format for the show. We did. We molded over, and uh, it's something we're definitely considering. I mean, uh, I'm not sure. Real life. I'm not sure if you've ever tried to schedule a live podcast with four people twice a month in the same room. It makes you want to jump out of a four-story building onto your face. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it really is. We do our dangdest. I mean, uh, families come second twice a month if they come at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way. It is, and luckily our families are super understanding about it, but uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder, and, uh, you know, Slim uh, Slim might be moving moving away further than we live apart from each other now, so mm-hmm. that's just going to throw a wrench in it, and, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're talking about it, we're mulling over what's going to be best for Paper Keg, and most importantly, the listeners, so... Uh, what's Catcher's uh, suggestions? Does he have any good ones? Well, he's got uh, a couple beer-related, keg-related uh, okay. format changes. The paper keg lager, well-rounded, versatile, and great for the new and the experienced. And he's got some round, you know, some uh, format segment sure. recommendations. Mm-hmm. Paper keg stout, generally for enthusiasts, but engaging for anyone looking for something more dense, weighty, nerdy. <laughs> stout is a heavier beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, paper Cake Pilsner for the times when you just need something easy and refreshing. With, uh, you know, a couple more recommendations there. Tell Jonesy my paper bag wasn't needed. So that's some sort of inside joke there. Yeah, totally. Uh, Did she make a comment about how he's going to puke or something? I don't think so. Oh, because oh, I said, uh, when we were talking about the fireside, that we were thinking about changing the format of the show or shortening it. Oh. I pictured him somewhere breathing into a paper bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Catcher understands. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, it, we're all we're all friends here. I mean, and we're just trying to do what's best for everybody. Most of us. Without, uh, you know, you know, if we end the show, our friendships would just die with our way and die anyway. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. well, there's some <laughs> some awkwardness there that we'll find out about. <laughs> just kidding, kidding. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we're uh, this is a process. It's ongoing for now. I mean, uh, but be aware that. At any moment, things could change. Maybe we'll talk about it in the fireside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? We don't want to bore the new listeners with this stuff. But uh, new listeners, thank you for listening. Definitely. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you guys, your iTunes reviews, your retweets, your letters that you send us. I mean, we love you guys. Next review on iTunes gets uh, a sketch by Gen Z Loves Beer. You heard it here first. And actually sent, sent me what you want this time, and I'll sketch it. Lenetto has sent you the, what he, he has multiple not. times. I also send you uh, one of my double copies of Daredevil number ten because I went crazy on eBay and just started buying <laughs> copies. <of laughs> what, what issue was that? Number the new volume? Yeah, yeah. Com- the comic shop didn't have it, huh? Yeah, no, they didn't. Rest in peace. No, they had it, but I bought it on eBay anyway. Oh. So I'm a maniac. Stay for the far side. Time to get some help. Love you too. Do we have an announcement for the next? Sh- uh, we might. Let's, let's get, the go- get the Google Doc out. Let's talk it over while the uh, credits roll. We'll see everybody next week. Maybe? Tilting boys? How long beyond? Show. Lightning rebuttal, Slim, Forever. for Wonder Woman.
Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I just noticed it now time. for the first time. Big time. It was a while. I, I hope that did not happen during the entire show because we might just have to fire you immediately. That's fine. Just Look send me you. on my you're way. Like, you're stiffening because you think that's going to help you exhale. That's fine. <laughs> my arms are locked for some reason. <laughs> I'm gonna loop that. I'm gonna loop the exhale yeah. too. I'm gonna attach that to his yeah boy. Yeah boy. Get that ready for this uh, fireside. Uh, Wonder Woman. I stopped at issue seven, and it was a p- piece of garbage. Chelsea's <laughs> jaw just dropped. Yeah. I loved every. I you could hear me on this podcast talking about how great and sexy Wonder Woman was, and she was like fully clothed. I thought it was amazing. She was strong, confident, kicking mm-hmm. ass. The, she still one, is. one issue was like incoherent mess. I didn't no. know what the hell was happening. No. It's yeah, I think it was seven. It was when they all the family got together. Yeah. And I was like, I that don't know. Great. I don't she know sold what is going on. Her soul to Hades so the pregnant girl could live. It's actually uh, clogging up my garbage disposal right now because <laughs> I tried to grind it up into the hey, septic boy, system. You, know, you guys are allowed to be wrong. Hey boy. <laughs> I don't know about uh, you, Jonesy. Eh, boy. There it is. <laughs> if you're just sticking around, there was an incident in one episode where Jonesy <laughs> was possessed by a demon <laughs> and did not sound like he was speaking English. And it was this right here. Let's see if it'll... Nope. Nope. Eh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I was saying, yeah, boy. That book, came out, yeah, boy. The book was so... The issue was so bad, I literally never wanted to read it again. I'll tell you what, you're wrong. It's great. I'm pretty uh, pretty excited for Lemire to take over Justice yeah, boy. Like Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. boy. Uh, I don't know. I'll give it a chance. Justice League Dark. Justice League International getting canceled. I'd be again. interested if I gave yeah, I heard that. two craps about anybody in the DCU. You know? That's true. That's bottom line. I I'd, mean, probably, really. I'd probably be more interested in a book called Justice League Dark if Jeff Lemire created five new characters for it. Yeah. Yeah. We're just creating five new characters called Mystery Society. And called it uh, Essex County Dark. <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, well, I think, feel like I had another rebuttal for Hulk, but I can't remember. I I totally forgot that book was even coming out. Incredible Hulk? Yeah, the press is like d- is done for that book. You know, Sylvester was on for three issues, and then... Yeah, and now it's kind of... Who, who, who came on after that? The guy that used to do X- X-Men, Uncanny X-Men. Walsy Poatio. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, but you're not gonna loop that that's one. A, huh? That's how his mother pronounces the name. That's. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you just read that for the first time. How do you pronounce his name? You have to loop that now. His name is W H I L C E. It's like Will Say. Will Will Say. I'm pretty sure I was right off my Wilkie? pronunciation. Maybe Pat Loika is listening, and he can probably con- confirm the pronunciation. That guy knows more about creators yeah. and their names than anyone on the planet. He can just send us a SoundCloud clip of a uh, SoundCloud of it. How it's. Walsy, past Puatio. We'll see. I think it's Puatio. Puatio. Do you got any uh, cheesy fireside topics? Oh, no. I wanted to tell you about the uh, patriotism thing with the Marines that you told me I was going to be corny with. But at the other. I just did it again with the exhale. Did you guys hear that? Now I'm afraid to breathe. Anyway. At the um, gobo over here. This is what he's having a gobo on the show. He just gets ridiculed at not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so anyway, that was me breathing in that time. Um, I was at Cigar Fest instead of Free Comic Book Day, which you guys ragged on me at length. <laughs> but uh, during, they had like a free lunch uh, while we were there. BDS over here. We paid for them. And, uh, you know, they had like a, like a live stage out, and they had a couple guys singing or whatever. But um, the owner of Cigar International who put this all together went up on stage and he said, yeah, these five guys are from the same Marine unit. They all survived, came back from Afghanistan, and um, they couldn't make it here last year because they were finishing up their last tour, but I just, I invited them as my personal guest. You know, if you guys have anything you want to donate to them so they could take it home or their buddies back, and almost everyone at lunch and probably... 3,000 total guests, probably like 900 people at the lunch, all brought up a cigar and left it on the stage for them. And um, that's beautiful. One of the one of the girls jumped up and you know sang uh, the national anthem. It was a real and everybody had standing ovation for everybody up there. And you really you don't think that kind of thing happens anymore. 
but it, it was very touching. I was glad to be a part of it. I mean, I didn't do anything except Did you drop a it? cigar. Oh, but okay. It was, yeah. uh, it was really cool. That's beautiful. I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that happens. You just, yeah, you got to be at the right place at the right time for something like that to happen. But, I mean, support your troops. Yeah, it was really cool. Support our troops. Mm-hmm. Your, all of our troops. Yeah, don't support other troops. Nope. Just ours. Yep. And, you know, I don't know where we go from there. Supporting troops to... God bless America. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, we were talking about dismantling the show. I don't know if we want to get... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, format change. We'll I see. think we should experiment. We were seconds away from doing it this recording session. Seconds, yeah. yeah. 59 and 60. Seconds away. And then uh, the, pu- the, the plug was pulled. Yeah. It's going to be the... Uh, Wet hot American summer. For the stern and sensible voice of Dale A told us not to do it. <laughs> he is the podcast bad boy. Uh, he yeah, goes against the grain. Put on his leather jacket. Tell That's us right. no. I, I give uh, motivational speeches. You know, get people out of their chairs cheering. Mm-hmm. You know, my teammates. I got to keep you. Got to keep us together. You know. I think Mark will be back next week. <laughs> Debatable. Oh, let's, let's announce the uh, next week's book. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at the Google Doc, and uh, somebody added some things. Did you add? I added an uh, S-ton. You did <laughs> add an S-ton. I didn't know that. I I just figured it was the uh, same, so uh, we could uh, I could bring some up. We could hash it out right Still here, right, right now. now. Live. We wanted to uh, – we put the uh, Cree Scrawl War, Iron Man, Busek's Iron Man, Infinity Gauntlet. So there's a lot of – that's Marvel heavy right there it at the is. top. So we try to stagger that out. We got uh, Echoes. Which is different than Echo. Fialkov. Oh, I love that book. You turn me on to that. I met that guy turn at Comic-Con last year. Harvey Picar's Cleveland. That's a... Could be a big, big episode. Invincible, Invincible Quarto Keg. So, yeah. Invincible. Oh, Invincible Beth Quarto, Quarto Keg. We'll tap right. her for that. Uh, test Pattern. Is uh, that John Jonathan Hickman book. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Omnibus. Hickmania. Uh, Killer oh, of did Demons. I put, did I do Test Pattern or did I... Did I call it something else? Uh, I think you said test pattern. I meant to say... Um, nightly News? Nightly News. Okay. Well, yeah, I like that. I'd like to do that. A Reed Gunther, Killer of Demons. I'd like to uh, put Luther Strode on there, too. I know it's been talked about, but we'll we'll do that. No, I would love to. Months book down book. the line. Did you Boom. read that? Luther Strode? Huge fan. I can't wait for the follow-up. And I was trolling you. I think we should uh, do Bone. Got me good. Bone. A lot of feedback from the uh, comic book shop of Delaware. Uh, we haven't done Bone yet. Bone. Let's do it. Sour Titus wants to sweep no. my leg because I told her I've never read it before. <laughs> Let's do Sandman too. Whoa. No, I'm kidding. I hate I that know. book. Even our U.S. Marines don't like Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a cackle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm down for Bone. You want to do Bone? Sure. Let's do Bone. All right, next week. I'm excited to do Bone. This just in, Mark has canceled for that episode. Right. Since so it's, Bone yeah. was just announced. Right. Not Capes and Types, <laughs> not Jeff Johns. Is there, a, is there a book that we could trick him into saying that we're going to do and then the last minute, as he's on the way, on, on route, we'll say it's Bone. Let's tell him it's Superman grounded. <laughs> we'll say it's JSA, uh, Jeff Johns. The Legend years. of Catman versus Starman. Yeah. JSA Secret Origins Catman versus uh, Green Lantern Cat Earth 2 <laughs> Earth 5 Red Lion Cat You beat uh, Dexstar 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 What a show Good show We yeah. can do this I mean look You know Sometimes Mark's not available For Because he hates us But Hey we invited Seth Breed's love On the show But he Couldn't make the drive From Ohio What a yeah. What a ponce I bet you I will bet you he will make the trip out here. We are we are very desirable. <laughs> People want to drive to Philadelphia. And we have no ego. You talk about the proposed small gathering for well, for drinks. I'm not saying that. I mean, it'd be cool if that happened. But I'd say before we're all grown men and grown-ups grown and we before no the baby do boom. paper keg. I'm not saying before. Th- I'm not saying. I'm not putting a date on it, baby boom, Jonesy. I'm just saying it'll happen. <laughs> the end of paper gag. I don't even think about it. No, it won't. That it's won't. It's gonna happen. be once Jenzy pops the kid out. Jenzy's not gonna be allowed out of the house. Can we just get? I have already right prefaced. Now? How did you preface it? I said, "Look, did you talk to her about it?" I did. What, I you, said, what did you say? You know, I don't have any free time at all. 
and this is not something that I wanted to give up, and she was very supportive of that decision. She doesn't, you know, doesn't want the world to stop spinning because we have a baby. Just it, it'll be a new part of our Wait lives. Wait until that baby pops up, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, well, no, I, and I I think it'll be a lot easier though us going to a one month format because she would want to catch up with you and Amanda and James and definitely her newfound fun friend uh, Mrs underscore A mm-hmm. and all that. So she'd be ha- she'd be happy to travel with me once a month to see you guys and mm-hmm. you know do the whole family thing while we recorded four hours of beautiful. Oh podcasting. God, four hours! Kidding. Then we all go to the water park and let's uh, just cancel. And it. we all all like one big family chain holding hands. <laughs> yeah, it'll be beautiful. It'll be like the beginning of step by step. <laughs> and Mark by himself. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Going over the coaster. <laughs> We're holding our our kids up in midair as we go down the coaster. <laughs> right. It's greater yeah. love for the family. I want to end after that. That Could you do it again, and then we just cut it? I might just turn the volume down right when you guys were saying. Okay. I'm just kidding. I won't do that. All right. Good. What a show. Good show. It's almost midnight. Super wind column. Heavens. We'll get home about four. Oh, God. (laughs) Love you.